Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of June 28, 2010. This is a forum for riffing and ranting on hot or important healthcare marketing topics, trends, and ideas with a whole lot of other noise thrown in. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast, and I'm joined on my left today by... Jackie Ritako, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, design director at Interval. And we have officially adopted this new name for our podcast. We've decided, we've heard from the masses that we should stick with this. Though we did have an interesting conversation earlier. Uh, Jackie, you weren't quite on board with it because you weren't sure you could be a bastard? I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. You adopted the title without my permission, but that's okay. Was it, uh, and the, the thought is that you are unsure if a woman can be a bastard. Is that right? Right. Right. Which, I which think is I, and I'm unsure. I don't know. You don't think so? I mean, let's post the definition in our show notes and let people decide. Let's look well, it up. I'll well, it up. we know about, we know what we mean by bastard is not the actual definition of bastard. Right. We're not like motherless illegitimate children. illegitimate children, which is what ba- well, <laughs> that's the whole point. Is it illegitimate children or is it illegitimate boys? I thought it was an illegitimate boy. It's always been referred to as boys, but then if yeah. that's not inclusive of girls, then what are girls called? And should we be discussing it on the podcast? (laughs) A, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. And B, then we better alter our title here to incorporate. Except for we've said that we don't mean it in that sense. We mean it in the other sense, like, you bastards. (laughs) Which is so much better. Which is, yeah. (laughs) We just felt it was, first of all, since it was submitted by a listener, we thought, you know, it does, it's reflective of, the free, right, the free dictionary.com. It's free dictionary, so. Yes, defines. Well, I went to another site and the definition was like four pages long. So Okay. Uh, a child born out of wedlock. Something that is irregular. That's Slang us. a person, especially one who is held to mean, to be mean or disagreeable. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're mean. <laughs> Certainly we're disagreeable. Yes. We're irregular. <laughs> Especially when we don't get our coffee. Okay. We better... Well, it didn't say... Okay, so it's maybe it's not male-specific. I, I think you're right in that, generally speaking, people, when they're using it in that sense, apply it to males. Right. But I've never heard of a female version of it, so that's probably why they fish Right. The well, there's no... It's According to this definition, it's not related to anyone. It's not gender-specific. Right. All right. Well, so now I'm so glad we cleared the air. So you can be a bastard... <laughs> Welcome to Yay. our clan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got that cleared up. Uh, healthcare marketing, we have to talk about that too. We, we had a uh, blog post this week uh, about wellness and about how that can be a brand positioning uh, goal for hospitals and health systems. We've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. Uh, a lot of it through Twitter. So I was going to read some of the some of the feedback folks have sent in. So first of all, from Nancy Crawley Jean, who is she manages social media for Lifespans, five hospitals in Rhode Island, uh, and she wrote that. Uh, here's her statement: As far as I can tell, marketers want to move in the wellness direction, but get resistance from docs. And she says we see a mix of it here <clears throat> in her area. We would agree with that, right? That's fair, yeah. yeah. You could lump in not just stocks, but 
a lot of time organizational leadership, leaders. Right, leadership, right. Yeah. It's hard to, well, I mean, you're looking at it from a financial perspective, you're potentially keeping patients out of your house. <laughs> Maybe if you keep them well, you're keeping them out. So, I mean, if you get, you can get, you have the pure CFO perspective, you might get pushed back because of that. Usually it's that and it's, we don't get paid. Right. We don't get paid to keep people healthy. We right. get paid to treat them when they're sick. Right. And so why in the world? But that's the, you know, we <clears> use that argument. Was it a couple of podcasts ago? Um, that's like the CEO of Starbucks saying, we don't, we shouldn't invest and promote our environment and our music and our right. wonderful atmosphere we don't get paid for that. We get paid when people buy coffee. So we should be promoting right. the brands of coffee we sell and how tasty they are and whatever. Mm-hmm. doesn't make much sense when you put it that way. But I think that's very true. And also yeah. it's, it's that unsophistication, the, the lower level of sophistication when it comes to marketing and branding in this industry and thinking that we just need to tell people about what we do. Mm-hmm. I'm a physician. I'm board certified. I'm really good at what I do. Can't we just, why shouldn't we just be able to say that? Right. That'll drive people. Well, the bottom line, wellness is kind of, is, is about lifestyle changes. And lifestyle changes are about uh, oftentimes daily routines, things that you encounter on a regular basis, at least during the week, to stay well. If you as an organization can integrate yourself somehow into that process, now you're being involved in somebody's life, potentially on a daily basis, if not weekly, mm-hmm. somehow, some way, um, you know, who are they going to think of first when they actually need to go in for right. some sort of health care, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another comment we got was from, I hope I pronounce her name right, Amanda Chargaris. Chargaris, C-H-A-R-G-U-R-I-S. Sorry, Amanda, if I butchered your name. You can just call me Bavolo or Bivolo <laughs> or whatever. I like that one. She's a healthcare marketing specialist at Frederick Memorial Healthcare System in D.C., and she said that they're actually trying to start promoting wellness through their, what she says, relatively new hospital blog, which is a great mm-hmm. place to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's something that people will actually follow in a blog as you're talking about. That's why we say wellness is a, a potential brand differentiator because it's relevant right. to folks. Mm-hmm. So if you want people to follow your blog, that's, that's a great place to start. So that's good. And then our old friend, uh, Meredith Gould, not that she's old, but she's been our friend for a while. <laughs> Meredith, <laughs> she, she calls herself a healthcare infomediary. And she gives her location as, I love this, suburban captivity, New Jersey. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, she says, I asked her, you know, are you seeing a lot more? Are you seeing any of this kind of moving toward promoting or, or hanging your hat on wellness in her area? Uh, and she said, uh, no, not so much. Uh, she says there's a, her sociological theory, persistent belief in needing to distance from perception of woo-woo. And then in her next tweet, she says, and by woo-woo, I mean complementary medicine with its emphasis on wellness still viewed with some suspicion, which is something I hadn't thought of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, do people just, do people, do, do clinicians think, okay, wellness is just this squishy, blah, blah, blah. And again, I went to medical school to, to perform surgery or to diagnose a disease yeah, and leave the wellness know. to all I, the soft-headed people, I, whatever that means. I have a hard time. I mean, I, I, could see, I, could, I could see that to a degree, but I mean, just think of any time you go into the, in to, 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 to the hospital, to the clinic for anything, to see a physician or nurse practitioner or whatever, part of what they... 
part of what they talk to you about is oftentimes changing right. your your habits, your life, your routine to right get better and to stay better. And that's really what wellness is all about: getting, keeping yourself healthy, mm-hmm. staying healthy, changing your routines, your lifestyle. This, these are things that the doc, that mm-hmm. physicians and caregivers t- talk to you about all the time. And that's what wellness is. I don't, I don't necessarily see that the, the hand in handness of um, complementary care, medicine, and wellness. To me, I, I don't those while they're both kind of feel good things on one level, they're not, I don't, I see them as being separate, entirely separate. I mean, really when it comes, when well, it, they're related, but, well, but yeah, but so is, just... so is everything in healthcare for that matter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if we're going to get cosmic, yes, everything's connected. But what you just said is absolutely true. you go in to see your primary care doc, your cardiologist, your uh, whoever, and they're talking quite a bit about, you know, you control a lot of this and you can change your behaviors and affect this. I wonder if there is a disconnect then between that kind of in the office medical advice and then what they, what they think about going out there and saying to people Mm -hmm. from a marketing or branding perspective. Right. Well, I think it comes down to what you said just moments ago and is that when they're saying it to you face to face, you're already in the office. They're already, they're already making money off of you. Right. When you say it to them before they've come in through the door, they're not making money That's off of you. Then it's about brand building and about building that relationship or trying to get that mind share so that, right. you, so that your facility is where this person thinks of when they do need you. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, that, I think, is where the disconnect comes in, aside from people thinking that it's, you know, that, that, in that squishy area. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for the feedback from everybody out there. And mm-hmm. it's always good to hear what's going on in other parts of the country, though that was Rhode Island, D.C., and New Jersey, which are all like, what, 10 miles apart from each other? <laughs> no. They're close. Though. They are close. They are close. It's a beautiful but very area. different worlds. People in Rhode Island would go, like, from D.C., well, that's down south. It is. Do you guys think of D.C. as the south? No. Washington, D.C. as the yeah, south? Yeah. No, well, not at all. Well, it's Virginia. And I think of it as the east coast. The east. I know. I think it was East Coast too, but a lot of folks like in New York in the upper, in the, in the real Northeast quadrant. How far is New York? Like how far is New, York, How far is New York City from DC? I have no idea. A few could, hours by car. Well, say, there was no traffic. There pretty easily, I would think. Without traffic, yeah, not too far. Probably traffic. no different than like Milwaukee or Duluth from here. It's a few hours, yeah. yeah. Huh. But traffic would make it. I don't. I don't know. That's probably sad that we don't know. I used to know all, know all that stuff. <laughs> and I, was, I used to love reading atlases. Well, I, I know just nice. geographically they're not far. I've just never driven the distance between the two. Are you mocking my... my Atlas studies? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. So staying on the uh, topic of wellness, Jackie found this article, which uh, has a lot of good stuff in it. It's titled, What's the Best Preventative Health Slogan for Kids? And it's the Wall Street Journal. Uh, we'll post a link to it. I'm not sure if this is something you can get. Again, with the Wall Street Journal, sometimes it's protected if you're not a, I think you, you don't can. pay for it. Uh, here's what it says. The Blue Cross Blue Shield Association is rolling out a new message for pediatricians to pass on to their patients and their parents. Five, two, one, zero. 
That translates to the advice to each day eat five servings of fruits and veggies. By the way, I, I can rant on the word veggies for a half hour. <laughs> Limit TV and computer time to two hours or less. Get at least one hour of physical activity and consume zero sweetened drinks. Boo. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of ways to go with this. Oh my God. Um, my that's like that like that's like the if, if I were to define my lifestyle, you just you just you just stated the exact opposite. You would be more like one ten. <laughs> Turn that number around. One ten <laughs> zero five sweetened 14, drinks. Fourteen. Fourteen right. hours on the computer. Zero sweetened drinks. Really? No sweetened drinks. Kids aren't supposed to drink anything with sweetener in it. No pop, no lemonade, no orange juice, nothing. That's the recommended. Well, I, don't, I mean, orange, ju- orange juice is natural sweetener. So I don't know. Does that count? Does that it mentioned says in there? Zero sweetened drinks. Most orange juice has added sweetener. Yeah. I mean, you can certainly buy. Well, normally, I, I guess I, when I buy orange juice, I typically try to find the stuff that's like 100% orange juice. Right. But then your kids will go, Argh! yeah. This tastes too what's, sour. What's floating in here? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I have to it's buy pulp. no pulp. Yeah. So, or well, my kids I, will spit it out on the floor. I went through, I went through a phase of like. I th- probably just from growing up, my mom always had the pulp stuff. So, you know, once you leave the Extra house and pulp. you try to buy some, you buy like the no pulp. So maybe they should add pulp as the fifth number. <laughs> Five, two, one, zero, four pieces of pulp. <laughs> four. I don't know if pulp is good Glasses. for you. I'm sure it is. That's why my it's, kids don't well, it's like the it. It's the orange. It's the orange, right? It's the actual orange bits, bits of orange after used... all the life has been sucked out of them and they're just laying there in your I used to call it phlegm as a kid. <laughs> it is kind of gross. It is it's a bit really phlegmy. Gross. And then like it collects on the top and then you get like a, you take the wrong drink and you get a whole bunch like jammed in your mouth. In your teeth. <laughs> all right. So there's a, there's a couple of ways we could go with this. For one, I think some of this is as a parent, almost unrealistic to the point that I, I, I would ignore it. So zero right. sweetened drinks consume zero sweetened drinks. I just think that that's borderline asinine. I mean, I know that it's a goal. It's not like if you drink a sweetened drink, now you're, you're done. But, I mean, that rules out everything but milk and water. And, and my kids drink a lot of milk right. and water, but Unless, they drink lemonade. They drink, well, they drink unsweetened pop, too. Crystal light, that kind of, I can't stand that unsweetened stuff. Unsweetened pop. Yeah, like, like Coke Zero diet. Well, that's, but that's, that's probably just as bad. But it's like NutraSweet instead of sugar. And yeah. Well, it doesn't have sugar in it. It's right. bad for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It doesn't have the sugar right. in it. But it's, so to me, I look at that and go, you can't be serious. And it, it's the same thing with the limit TV and computer time to two hours or less. I, you know, I think that's a, a laudable goal. But your kids get into school age. They're doing homework on their computer. Yeah, and define... Define somebody needs to de- that whoever wrote that needs to define computer time because is does that mean your as our mobile devices turn into full blown computers literally I mean what typically they mean they yeah. typically what they're meaning there is screen sitting in time. front of a computer right. sit in front of any screen but so we're I mean we're really that's really being redefined well yeah I, mean, I guess if they if they are including your mobile but then it's like well, I don't know but two hours I mean that used to be two hours of TV. Right. And now it's like, well, throw, com- well, wait a sec. You can't lump computer time in there and say it's still two hours. I understand, like, you don't want your kids on in front of a screen for a long time. But right. once they get, you know, my son's in sixth grade, he's doing his homework on the computer. So I'm supposed to say, well, sorry, you can't do your homework on there. Homework time too done. much screen time. Two hours. Homework. Stop your homework. I mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, I know my, I'm, I'm more techno 
techno dad, techno bad, robo and others. And there are people that don't have TVs in their house and, you know, to each its own. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And five servings of fruit and veggies. Can we please not call it veggies? Why? I like veggies. <laughs> I hate veggies. It's so pretentious and I can't take it. It's just a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Fruities? I think it's cute. Fruity? What's that? That's what I mean. It's so cute. It makes fruities me want to vomit. Fruities and veggies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why don't call them fruities? Let's have some fruities and some veggies. <laughs> Honey, did you pack your veggies? Let's have some veggies for a snack. What <laughs> do you sorry. call them? Vegetables? I don't call them anything. I call them what they are. Carrots, radishes. Legumes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's that level. Um, and then there's the whole idea of slogan. So... The the story goes on to say public health messages with rare exceptions like just say no to drugs aren't generally as catchy as private sector ad slogans. Which is more likely to pop into your head? Fruits and veggies, more matters, or Coke is it? Coke is it. Well, why? Probably because it's already, I already know it. it I go, like Coke. The story goes on to say, yes, that they have a lot more money to spend. Coke does. Right. So that's, you know, it's going to be beating it to you. But people want to know about Coke. They like Coke. It's sweetened. So nobody wants to hear from their mom constantly on billboards <laughs> saying, eat your fruit and veggies. <laughs> right? I mean, so yeah, it's yeah. the yeah. reason why it's more memorable is one is trying to basically almost slap your wrist and say, you should be doing this. And the other one's like, you know, relax, have a Coke. Right, they're kind it of two different good. things. Two different things. You're trying to sell two different things, so it's no wonder yeah. that one's harder to, to latch on to. But this goes back to our discussion last week about slogans. 5210, is that going to... In five years, are people going to know what, you know... <clears throat> right. I mean, And, and who wants... A, I'll bet a, money right now. Is that, that a zip code, a phone number? What, what does that mean exactly? I will bet you $99 that within three years... At least one of those numbers has changed. Right? So it won't be five servings of fruits and veggies. No, it's it'll be six or four. Five point five. It won't be two hours Ten. of screen time. It'll be three. So I don't know what you guys think about the power of slogans in the first place and the power of that slogan, which isn't catchy. Well, that's the problem. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not memorable by any means. What if they called it like the five twenty one? Like gave it some kind of hook. Mm-hmm. Remember the 521? Are you living the 521? Boy, it's fun. The 521? See, we've just improved on it in two <laughs> seconds. Ad hoc. Improv. I think we had to add an extra hour in there somewhere or another serving to make it feel right, though, didn't we? We'd have to call More it 5210. That's not as good. That's a little better. It's kind of like 5150. Isn't that a Van Halen album? There's also, yes. There's also, that stands for something not It's uh No, actually, no, it doesn't. That's... That's their other album. Oh, 5150 right. is the address of Eddie Van Halen's uh, studio, I believe. Okay, that's embarrassing that you know that. <laughs> that is a little sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to squish every good thing in there, right? You can just hear the, somebody said, let's call it 521. Well, we got to get the unsweetened drink in there, so okay, add the zero. zero. 5210. You know, what are they forgetting? What else could they add in there? Reading. Uh-huh. Yeah. You should spend an hour reading. Outside. Uh, and probably a, a certain number of words a day. So that's tack on 1,800 words a day. Yes. That you should mm-hmm. read. That's how many words a day you should read. So we should tack mm-hmm. that on there. Hours spent outside. It's an hour hugs, at 5,200, What about number of hours given to social causes or volunteering? 
four. For a kid? <laughs> four. 3.6. We, we should strive to use up every hour in the day. How many hours of sleep do you need? Let's just subtract exactly. that. Yeah. Sleep's a good one. Sleep. We didn't have sleep. That oh, should be should in have, what, eight hours of sleep? No, nah, kids supposed to have more. Depends what age. Ten? Ten. Ten, five, two, ten. That'd be better. <laughs> ten, fifty-two, ten. So anyway, we're having too much fun at their expense, and I know it's tough, but... And they're, they're in, I mean, they're obvious, their intentions are good, obviously. Improve the health, but... Yes. Yeah, I... And, and then the other thing is, no matter how catchy it is, it does it really change behavior. So there's been a lot of studies, I believe, that say just say no to drugs was sure it caught on, but didn't really do a lot. <laughs> right? Didn't really stop so drug say. use. So... And there's, there's, I've been, I've read some good stuff on why that's, it. Some of this stuff actually has the reversed effect you think it would have. Yeah. Like that's in biology, that book biology about right. some of the warnings on cigarette packages that say like your head will blow up if you smoke, or you know, all these nasty, terrible things. They actually encourage people to smoke more. Right. Some of the studies they've done. Well, and the whole just say no to drug. I mean, you're now you're, you're mentioning. Right. That's it. You're mentioning drugs. You're talking about drugs, and potentially to somebody who wouldn't have heard about them anyway. Now their curiosity has peaked, and it's like, oh, what? Or you're talking to teenagers. What am I supposed ago, to stay away from? Some Nancy Reagan's telling me not to do drugs. Well, that's all the reason I need to do drugs. <laughs> yeah. I'm a rebel. Well, now, <laughs> now, Chris. All right. So one more thing before we go. Uh, we're recording this early like we always do. So today's the day the Apple iPhone 4, or as Adam called it, iPhone 4! <laughs> it's the stores. And I just have to say, I'm no, I'm no financial analyst. I'm no stock prognosticator. But if you were wanting to like make a lot of money, I would recommend that you short Apple stock starting now. <laughs> There's a couple of reasons for that. One, they've they've done so much. It's hard for me to believe they can do much more and keep this going, right? So so all the value they can deliver has been delivered over and over again. And I, I only see that potentially leveling off. Not that the reality isn't that they could go up, but the perception that they can't continue to do this is going to drive their value down. But the main reason is I think every iteration of things that they put out there has more and more crap, not stuff like Microsoft puts in it, more crap you have to deal with. I'm the biggest Apple fan next to Adam on the face <laughs> of the earth. But I've gotten to the point where I want to ditch my iPhone. It's so frustrating. And Jackie and I have <clears throat> gone through the experience of upgrading, um, updating our iPhones, which are older versions, 3G. Did you have 1G. Older? You updated yours? Yeah. I did. Oh, jeez. And we did it with the, the new software that's supposed to come with the new iPhone. And it, you know, our, all of a sudden our mail didn't work. So we went online to try to figure out what's on. And you see this mushroom cloud of people that have, you know, their iPhones don't work. They're frozen. All of this stuff that you go, how can they put this out there? It's an upgrade to software. See, I, but I had no, <sighs> I, have a, well, I have the 3GS. So I have not the brand new one, but the latest before this one, the previous generation, right. and I upgraded mine with no trouble whatsoever. In fact, my phone is faster, and um, yeah, there's well, no features. because they the know email. you're like a gigantic advocate, and they're like, okay, Adam Meyer, we're going to make sure he works right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be. I mean, I, I don't know if it's, I don't even know if they encourage you to update your, 
the first gen phone to the new. They tell me system. too when it, it says you've have a new version of the iPhone well, you've got software. The three, do you have the three G or the three GS? Three G. You have the three G. I have like G. the one G. Yeah, you have the first gen. Yours Mine isn't even a G. Should have like self destructed when I plugged it into my computer. Yeah. But it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that one, I, yeah, I would probably, yeah, that's not probably not good. Um, Let's just leave mine out of the conversation. Okay. I've, I've heard from a number of people that the three G was a slow update. And that they were having some trouble afterwards. And it's probably because the, the hardware just can't really handle the software very well. Um, but the, e- like the email problems, I mean, that was the main thing that you guys were struggling with. I'm not sure what. But it happens, but. like, even when they update, like, their system software, it's supposed to be, here's all this new stuff. And what inevitably happens is it, it destroys or ruins or breaks or makes it a pain in the ass for stuff that you've already been using in, like, and you know, like syncing your iCal or things that are simple, you update and all of a sudden those get broken. So it's it, it's the newness and the new features are offset by the pain in the buttness of having to deal with these things that are already working. Like that in that example where it's like, why should I have to be messing with fixing my mail? That should it shouldn't even be an issue. But right. I know it's not it's more complicated than that, but they should be listening to folks just, like me. Oh, I think I think they are. I mean, if you if you compare, you should compare. Um, I mean, if you really want to see problems, you're like the iPhone upgrade process to an Android upgrade process. And don't get me wrong, I'm not ripping on Android. They are cool phones, and they they're they're good. But you've got you know multiple devices. Hardware is completely different. Different versions right. of the operating system. Different ways of upgrading them. Some can't even upgrade them for whatever reason. And then they literally tell you that, okay, you're going to upgrade this and everything in your phone is going to be destroyed, wiped out. You're starting from scratch. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's compared to, and I'm not saying Apple's perfect. They, there are certainly problems, but compared to a user experience on a number of the other options that are out there, they're still the, probably the best um, in terms of providing a fairly seamless transition from device to device or from um, OS upgrade, You're right. upgrade. You're so right. it's 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 a tricky situation. So I mean, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not just gonna defend them straight out because there's things they could do better for sure. You're but right. I, I don't, I haven't experienced a lot of the problems that you've experienced either. So Jackie's over here laughing hysterically. <laughs> Are you laughing at Adam defending Apple or at me well, giving just, in? And... Just the tech speak, and you guys get so passionate about it. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Our geek speak. That wasn't too geeky. We could get more geeky. Well. You lost me. I started thinking about lunch, but... So, well, it is almost lunchtime. That's fair. Well, it, it, given all that, I still ordered the damn next generation. Well, I'll, I'll order mine. Yeah. I think I can get like 200 bucks for my... See, I don't qualify for the upgrade pricing yet, so I would probably still have to pay $400 for the phone or that's more. That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, I mean, if you, if, you go to, if you go into markets where the phone is sold straight out without a plan, you pay like seven, $800 for the phone. Who, who pays that? Yeah. Nobody pays that. You do. All of us do because we're, we're nobody does. We're paying for the phone over the lifetime of our contract. Yes, I know, but we also get something with that, which is we're, phone service. We're actually paying <laughs> probably like three to five hundred dollars more than the person, really, in the in the grand scheme of things, than the person who that person that has a outright. phone that doesn't work. They still have to buy a phone plan. I mean, yeah, you're buying hardware for well, those, those are typically those are that. typically in markets where you can put it the the. the proper SIM chip into it and then get on whatever plan you want to be on. With right. But they're carrier. still having to pay on top of that for the phone plan. Right. But they're I'm not saying. paying for their, um, they're not paying for the phone as they go. So their plans will be, they're not going to be paying $70 a month. They're going to be play, paying, you know, $30 for a data uh, plan a month. How about that? Where? All they can use is AT&T. 
no, other markets where I mean, you mean other the, countries? The United, oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. The United States is certainly not the other markets for countries. Well, I'm just saying, but that's how <laughs> wow. it works there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's not get into a deep iPhone. I'm hungry. I too. think we already did, but that's yeah, deep enough. <laughs> deep enough for Jackie, apparently. Yeah, I know. I don't get a new iPhone, so I don't care about this conversation. Well, it's interesting to talk about this stuff because I mean, we had a, a paper out years ago that was the iPod. The iPod before mindset. the iPhone, the iPod mindset, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting to go back and look at that and 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 compare it with where that mindset has taken them to today, and then to talk about these customer service experiences and issues that they have to deal with as a result of their success. But it's, it certainly is all relevant to, to any industry, and certainly relevant to healthcare to right. think about um, customer service on this level and Plus how it's you. Fun. Yeah, it is. It's iPhone. Everybody, want, everybody wants an iPhone, unless you're an <laughs> Apple hater, and there's plenty of those. Well, my iPhone is is being ordered from Apple, so it won't come in today. I won't get it to like mid July. Yeah, it's I guess my, my that's my penalty for not being on the news, standing in line today. So yeah, well, the people who yeah. the people who were lucky kiss, enough kiss. to get through um, those get their orders through right away on the day that all the servers came crashing down, which is like a week ago or whatever, they got their phones in the mail. So that's probably the way to do it. Yeah, mine is. And some people got them like a day or two early, actually. In the oh, they've already. Some people already have it. Yeah, some people have had it for like a day or two because they got it shipped early. All right. Well, for arrogant healthcare marketing bastards podcast, that's a that's a mouthful. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) We got to shrink that down. This is Chris Bevelo, Jackie Ritacco, Adam Meyer. We will talk to you next week.